Let me ask you a question, kid. Did you see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where the corpses start eating the pupil, right? Sure. What, what about it? Did you know that movie was based on a true case? <laughs> Come on, you're shitting me, right? I ain't never been more serious in my life. That's not possible. I mean, they showed zombies taking over the world. Well, they changed it all around. What really happened was, back in 1969 in Pittsburgh at the VA hospital, there was a chemical spill and all that stuff kind of leaked down into the morgue and it made all the dead bodies kind of jump around as though it was alive. What chemical? 2,4,5-trioxin, it's called. It was to kind of spray on marijuana or something, and the Darrow Chemical Company was trying to develop it for the Army. And they told the guy who made the movie that if he told the true story, they'd just sue his ass off. So he changed all the facts around. So what really happened? They closed it all down, see? And the army shipped all that contaminated dirt and all those dead bodies out. And they kept it a secret. So how come you know about it? <laughs> what typical army fuck up? The transportation department got the orders crossed. One more episode to get wrapped up before a nice little summer holiday. That's it. That's it. it. Just one more. That's all we've got to do. We've just got to stay awake for another couple of hours and we can then go rest our old, we can go rest our old adult bodies (laughs) and just chill for a bit before the, the busy autumn season of horror, 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 horror. And more horror, 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 horror. Oh, yeah. Horror, Can't horror. wait. Horror, <laughs> horror, 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 so, horror. Sound like Nixon. <laughs> horror, horror, <laughs> horror. Get him, Agnew. Get him, Agnew. Yes, that's how we start our Drag Cars podcast. There we go. <laughs> Episode 54. 54. Big like, five, I was, four. I was longing it out just to make sure you confirmed that because every week I I, I, rem- I definitely <laughs> remember week. it being 54. <laughs> every because week. Because yeah. I remember the tweet I did for the episode Last 53. <laughs> oh, which was what? What do we uh, What do? We do? The Hexorcist. The hex- Hexorcist. The Hexorcist. Yeah. Like the Exorcista. Yeah. I'm sure there is a film called The Hexorcist, actually. It probably is. Hang on. Now you said it. That... As good as your joke was, it it feels too real. I, I know that. I I do know. Unfortunately, there is the Hexorcist. There's a band called Hexorcist. Is there now? Is there? Yeah. Oh yeah, the Hex. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at this. Or oh, there's there's this the Hexorcist, a lin- a supernatural speakeasy cozy mystery. Uh, there's also something in Warhammer Forty K. <laughs> Oh yeah, I see it. Hexorcist, the Inquisition acolytes. There you go. 
Oh my god, someone's done a Keith Flint Warhammer 40k, but it's called Mr. Keith Flint. Uh, uh, hang on. I'm, I'm probably describing <laughs> this wrong. You need to look at this. Oh, I think Folks, I've just seen it. We'll be back to the drag cast in the moment. Like, <laughs> this is taken. I think right? I've just I, I think I've just found the same Reddit post. Oh yeah. yeah that's <laughs> awesome. This is the most ADHD intro to the podcast so far. I know, it's all over the place. <laughs> you can tell it's end of the week, Friday. My brain is just yeah. pinballing around the place. Welcome back to Dreadcast, folks. It's episode 54. And today was my pick of this month. Last week was The Exorcist being your pick. Uh, being one, Aiden yeah. Half Troll. Myself, hello. Tom Zilla, hello. And this was this is one today's film, which we'll get into in a minute because we've got a few things. I, well, I've got one thing to show and tell first, which is related to today's film. And I, I do hope you have something to shoehorn in Texas Chainsaw related this week. Uh... I have a bit. I have something. I have something minimal to talk about related to it. I actually don't. It. I think I don't think I have anything this week, Tom. I'll be honest no. with you. No, that's no. all right. That's all good. That's all right. I got a little something. Um, but we'll get into we'll get into the film in a minute. The film, one of my favorite horror films of all time. One of my favorite films, probably in top twenty. This is probably one of my favorite top twenty films of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by by your response there, I feel like we're going to have different opinions here. No, um, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not. I won't. Yeah, well, I won't go quite that hard. No, I wouldn't go quite that hard. But I know right, you're. 30, a big, I know you're 30. a big fan. Yeah, I know you're a big and, fan. Well, sure, a big fan. This is something I didn't show you last week, but I did send you pictures. Now, to the audio folks, this is going to be a bit tough, but I'll try and describe it. Um, for my birthday was a lovely, lovely gift from a wonderful person, and it's a one to six scale. Trick or treat. This is not Necker now. Is it? Oh, there's the ring light. It's very nice. One to six scale. Oh my god, it's so big. I have to. So big, way. Oh, I have to take it out. It's um, one to six scale of Tarman from Return of the Living Dead. Uh, today's film, in case I didn't mention it. But it's it's huge. Like mm. I'm not used to a figure this big. <laughs> Look at this that boy. is quite the figure. Now, I think like we we talked when we talked about figures. I think I showed the Halloween one. We were talking about how like mm -hmm. certain figures you keep in the box, certain come out. Yes, yes. Display. This will be one that will be coming out because yeah. I feel like it needs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna whip it out. I'm gonna whip it out. And we get a better on look camera. Out. I'm <sighs> gonna whip it out on camera. We'll get demonetized. Not that we make money anyway, but we'll get uh, some sort <laughs> of strike. Negative. Yeah, and we're gonna. This is a live. Don't, don't the kids love that? They're live, they love, they live, live unboxing. Boxing. Yeah, that's it. If only this was a loot crate. Oh my god. <laughs> Here we go. Or something Roblox. Or I don't even I know, know what Roblox. I, I know. I, I don't. It, but... I don't know what it is. I know the name. Oh, he's, he, he feels Prime. so. He feels so gooey. He feels so gooey. Do, is he actually gooey to the touch? Is he actually? It, it's um like silicon. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, that, is, that is pretty cool. And he's all that got a poseable cool. arm. I wish... I, as we'll talk about, I assume we'll talk about Tarman, I kind of wish his limbs were obviously opposable, but kind of stretch Armstrong-y. Oh, right. <laughs> like, they could go anywhere because... A little act, bit more wibbly. The actor yeah. that played Tarman was just... He was in his element. Look at this. It's so good. It's hey. like he's, I like how he's a little bit bossard. <laughs> he's a little bit bossard, actually, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know what we can do about that. But the, 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 and I like a... his dangly bits. 
there's such a sheen such a gross sheen on him he does look damp <laughs> yeah he is very damp yeah. which, which is accurate you know and i think that's that's obviously what they're both i mean i like the fact that it is silicone uh yeah like covered you know. it's all like flappy bits yeah yeah it's 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 beautiful it really is such a cool nice little... does he have any accessories he does indeed he thank does. you for asking um you, well you're quite welcome I'm he has interested to know he, he has two. He doesn't have the Guy Fieri hairstyle, unfortunately, like uh, Michael from Halloween 2. He has a... No, it's a good for this guy. Well, you say that. <laughs> he has an opposable mouth that can open and close. <laughs> Brains. Brains. Um, and, but just, if you, I don't know if it comes up on camera, but look how gooey his head looks yeah he, he does look very gooey i, I mean that's that accurate like that's him, good um... that's a, a good detail um yeah he does he looks very slimy and shiny yeah what's well i found out and again we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk about the film with tarman the actor that played tarman um was very very slim in appearance similar mm -hmm. to the actor that played the alien uh, oh yeah yeah, alien. yeah so the the the, out, the costume they made for him um they they could he was so thin that they could put like uh prosthetic bones on top of his body but yet it wouldn't look out of place his arms would still look at a okay thickness you know so that's why he could be like that be all be all crazy be all like jiving and moving around oh! mm -hmm. his head. um and the other accessory is oh is a nice oh, little brain oh, a brain. brain little brain oh with, i thought he'd come with this canister as well That's with a shame with look closely there's a bite mark in it Ooh. yeah nice so i a assume little. the head can maybe maybe the, the little di little diorama maybe um, num, num, yeah. Num, 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 num. yeah i i thought that as well a little can of trioxin would be cool that would be a cool little thing. But there, there's another figure of uh, Tarman about with... Um, it's actually like a diorama of him, I think. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what he's on, but it's it's a lot. It's about half the size of this, I believe. Um, but yeah, cool little... I, I've never I've never looked at Trick or Treat Studios, I, although I feel like they do a good Terrifier uh, model. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're a lot more detailed. They're kind of like... Uh, the, they feel like the equivalent of like Hot Toys. You know, Hot Toys do the really good... Oh yeah, um, yeah, like superhero figures, whatnot. Um, but yeah, a little time, man. Wonder if he can can sit on my shoulder. He's you know, cool. Oh, well, just having a look at the uh, Trick or Treat Studios website, they have yeah. a Texas Chainsaw Massacre collection. So there you go. I've managed to shoe on something in. Well <laughs> done, <laughs> sir. Well done. We got it. We got it. We got them. <laughs> Oh, there's a oh wow! Actually, I might come on, come that. on, come on. There's a, a collection of miniatures. Really? Yes. Really? Twenty-five dollars. That's actually pretty good. Pretty good price as well. Twenty-five dollars. That feels incredibly cheap. It does, unless the sh the shipping will probably be nightmarish, though. Um, yeah, yeah, that I would have thought so. But that is. Well, they do masks as well. 
They do. Bunch of masks. Yeah, this oh, is, wow. This is cool. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, they got some D&D stuff. They have the Halloween. Clowns. They have the Halloween board game. A bunch of Toxic Crusader stuff. Oh wow, it's a bigger it's a bigger store than I ever thought. Yeah. Cool. Oh fantastic. Have a look at that in more detail another time. But yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or hopefully they, they ship they ship to jolly old England. Ah yes, it was them that did the Terrifier figure. hundred and thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a Doctor Satan figure. Holy hell. Okay. Yeah, we I'll be checking this out <laughs> later. That's cracking. Oh, they've yeah. got some ghoulies prop replicas as well. <laughs> Grabbed by the ghoulies. Yeah. Yeah. They come from the toilet. <laughs> ghoulies yeah. is a great film. The ghoulies anyway. is good, yeah. So that's my... <laughs> that's my uh, not much else of a show and tell, really, this week. Um, no, it's that's a pretty not... hectic personal week. Um, mm. Yeah, same. I haven't really had much time for, for anything else. Um, yeah. I think the latest thing I had was uh, was the Legion. Um, yes, the Legion novel yes. that we looked at last last time, and yeah, nothing new, I'm afraid. But I was going to ask um, mm. because you mentioned you were going to. I'm assuming uh, you watched some uh, extras for this uh, well, this week's film. Is that well? Well, well. Let's right. That's it. Right. We'll get. Today's episode starting now. This is Return of the Living Dead, folks. I did watch some extras, but I did not watch the extras that are on my 4K Collector's Edition. There's a reason behind that. So, okay. the 4K Collector's Edition, uh, which I stupidly don't have on me, it's downstairs. It's from Scream Factory. Is it? I always forget. Is it Shout Factory or Scream Factory? Um... Shout Factory. So there are. Mm -hmm. Wait, hang on. Uh. Oh, is Scream Factory a sort of subsidiary of? Okay, Scream Factory is like their horror base. It's Shout oh, Factory. Right. It looks like Scream Factory is their their like minor company. So Scream Factory is something is like Arrow Films or Vinegar Syndrome in America, American based. Um. I don't know what you call it, a restoration company that re-release old films in 4K, uh, upscale mm -hmm. them, and do some incredible yeah. collector's editions. Like, I highly recommend checking them out if you're a collector or love physical editions. Um, I've got a few from there. Um, and I, I got the uh, Return to the Living Dead 1 4K collector's edition, unfortunately from eBay, because there's some issues with Shout Factory posting to the UK. Uh so the whole other kettle of fish. I go from eBay, basically the same thing. Three discs. You get a 4K edition, you get a Blu-ray edition, and you get the special features. Watch the 4K edition. It's beautiful. It's a really crisp copy. Mm -hmm. Went to watch the the, the special features DVD uh, uh, disc. And I'm using a PlayStation 5, which runs 4K discs. Wouldn't work. It said oh. in, it's, it stated invalid region. And I've always oh, been under the okay. impression they region locks are gone nowadays. That's why I thought as well. Well, yeah, yeah. if if Certainly. the four the four K disc worked, but the special well, yeah. features disc wouldn't. So that's more of now much more of an incentive that I 
really want to get a 4K player for the future. Um, okay. uh, hopefully a region free one. But what I did watch, I found the 20th anniversary behind the scenes okay. online. <laughs> and I watched it and it's, it's. I'll link it to you later. So you just, just skip mm. through it. The way it's produced, it's about half hour long. Uh, in like fly on the wall, it interviews with the actors and stuff, um, and Dan O'Bannon, the director. The way it's produced, it's like an MTV behind the scenes. It feels oh, okay. very, it feels very early two thousands. Like the camera is like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really like jazzy lighting on them. The transitions <laughs> are. It's like the transition is going to cut to Carson Daly on T- TRL. <laughs> so that I'm was imagining the... <laughs> cribs, lots of like sections yeah. rewound and like. <laughs> yeah, so that was the cast of Return of the Living Dead. Up next, Justin Timberlake was new son. <laughs> but um, oh. yeah, it was really, it's really cool, really interesting. A lot of the stuff I, I did know beforehand. Um, yeah. That this film, I have a lot of inf- uh, knowledge, uh, just like. Uh, you un, unnecessary non-useful knowledge of this film just in the back of my head but i knew about mm-hmm. it but it was cool to see like interviews with say lene quigley dan o'bannon um james Caron. love james Caron. But yeah it's, it's cool there's a there's a lot of really interesting stuff it's about half hour long so it's an interesting watch that's good and it's on youtube Oh, so yeah. I'll check it out. Like I say, send me the link. I just I I only mention it really because we were we were talking um, about on you know sort of letting those extras and things slide uh, slide past and not yeah. not actually taking advantage of getting there. So um, do you remember you saying you were going to check them out in advance of this? Yeah, um, I, I wish I could. I mean, even the, the four the four K edition. I'm looking on the back. It's got full audio commentary with nearly all the cast as well. Mm-hmm. Like not just the director, all the cast. It's a really good copy. Um, That's good. So I think I prefer cast commentaries over director commentaries. To some extent. Uh, yeah, I guess it would depend on the director as well. Mm-hmm. Like Freakin's a, a madman, so they yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I'd like commentary by someone like Taika Waititi. Mm. I feel like it would get old very quick. <laughs> just off the top of my head. That's the thing. I just think with a cast, you because uh, you've probably got more than you know two or three people in there. You yeah. just get a bit more bang for your buck usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought oh, I was going to say something then, and it's completely gone out of my head. Uh, so we'll move on. Well, you had you seen this film before? Yes, but many 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 moons ago mm-hmm. and i didn't like i was i was watching it i watched it last night and i was watching it and i was thinking oh yeah i've seen this i know yeah. i've seen this and then maybe 30 minutes in i was thinking but i don't really remember much of it yeah. so but then i kind of remembered the end i don't i don't know i i'm pretty sure i had seen it before but it's been that long ago that I'd forgotten practically everything. Yeah. And I think that the bits that were most familiar to me was probably because it crops up a lot on documentaries. And certainly in the last few months, I've watched like the In Search of Darkness docs again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of other documentaries, like kind of specifically on 80s horror as well. Um, so I think the bits that were most familiar to me were just that, just because I've, I've seen them all crop up on documentaries. Um, so it was kind of a fresh watch, but I'm pretty sure years ago, yeah, I, I have seen it all. Um, I've I 
kind of suspect I've maybe lumped it in with Reanimator in my head as well. I think hey, I was. Yeah. I, I think I was kind of. I bet if I I bet if I watch Reanimator like today, if I watch Reanimator again right now, I'd probably be like, oh, that's where that scene comes from. I think I was expecting things to happen that weren't happening, and I was like, but I, I mean, expect came out the same year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, and I, I I think they've got the same sort of this the set broadly the same sort of tone and yeah and, uh, and style. So I, I've got a, a sneaking suspicion that I've kind of merged the two in my head. Um, um, but yeah. Are you are you familiar as well at all with um, the rest of the franchise? I am aware. I'm in so much as I'm aware of it. Like I, I can okay. honestly say, I don't think I've seen any of the sequels. Um, okay. Okay. I, I think I only learned the other day there's five. Is yeah. Right. Yeah. I was definitely aware of the three, and I think the three mm. crops up quite a lot. And um, for some reason. The third movie is a lot. Seems to be a lot more common yeah. than any of the other ones. When you when you're searching for, you know, to purchase or whatever, what? um, or even just seeing out in the wild, I feel like I've seen Return of the Living Dead three mm. on shelves, left, right, and center. It stands alone a lot more. Part two is basically part the first film again in a different setting. It re- it right. really is still good. Not mm-hmm. I-, I prefer three over two. Three. Yeah. Free is actually directed by Brian Usner, uh, okay. of society fame. He did society, mm-hmm. um, but free it, it loses a bit more, loses a lot of the comedy, takes it more in a more serious route, but has a new sort of concept for its uh, zombie tone, a new sort of context mm-hmm. with zombie tone, where uh, our main lead and his girlfriend uh, she becomes uh, infected with the trioxin. And mm-hmm. it, she's slowly becoming the zombie throughout. And over time, you've probably seen the poster of her, like all these mad shit on her. Yeah. yeah. She, um, she, so I guess, self mutilates and self harms to help the pain go away. Okay. And it's just a really cool, slow transformation. It's a, it's a really gory film as well. But mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that film. It's just a great standalone film. It's whenever, every year on Halloween, I always try to put a list out to people saying, like, Here's here's a list of films you may not have heard of that I feel like why not give them a go? They'd be they interesting horror films you probably never heard of. Don't need to sit down and watch Saw. I always shit on the Conjuring. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, people that like Conjuring <laughs> or Insidious or It. You know you don't need to. Yeah. There, there's there's a whole world of horror films out there that you've probably never heard of. That go check them out. Go explain. See what you know. Hour and a half. It's fine. Yeah. Then we go to yeah four and five, which these do not need to go on that list <laughs> i just said <laughs> uh necropolis and then rave to the grave is, rave to the grave yeah it's exactly very very bad it, i mean just the title the bad title should say enough right i mean but yeah as a first first free trilogy solid solid little watch um but uh yeah this this is one of my I forget favorite film, but this is one of my favorite horror films. Um, mm-hmm. Not again, not top five, but favorite horror films. I could sit and watch this easily every now and then and just enjoy it. And just, it's fun. It's a yeah. fun yeah, yeah. film. You don't need I to take it seriously. That. And no. it's for one thing. I'll start off. Well, saying, I mean, why would you? No, <laughs> why would you take it seriously? <laughs> no, you can't. For one thing, I'll start saying this is like. 
one hell of a great 80s cast um you've got like tom matthews who plays our lead uh in freddy um it's tommy jarvis from part six of the the second best tommy jarvis in my opinion from part six of course it is yes my friend yes of course it is yeah all the way through i was thinking i reckon that son yeah um you got James Caron playing Frank, who's his new boss at You Need a Medical Supply. James Caron was in Poltergeist. Um, got Clue Gulager, who was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, as a dad in that. We got Lene Quigley, who gets a uh, chest out in everything she's in, like in Silent Night, Deadly Night. We got. I mean, Ma- she's. Yeah, she's. Horror. Yeah. Icon. We got. Miguel Nunez, who can't eat enchiladas from Friday the 13th Part 5. You remember him? Yes. He yes. gets killed in the porter cabin because he's got them damn enchiladas. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great... I love it. It's a great cast. Um, and I think that adds to... That adds to the fun of it because as well, the cast, mm. the characters that these casts play are so diverse. Like our main group is just from you could pick is like picking one from every cat like I don't know what we call a uh, group of different type of people like stereotype yeah they they're a colorful bunch I think is uh, is one yeah. way to describe them like very I, well it was one of my first notes it was like punks looking to party and it's going to be totally rad. And it's like, that just kind of sums up the entirety of it. That, the the like, thing is, the, most of them are punks, but then you look at Tina and Freddy. <laughs> well, yeah. And you think that there must just not be any other young people yeah, in, no one. <laughs> in, in town that they can hang out with. Yeah, they don't really fit. They don't really fit the group. But just, um, yeah, just there was a lot of like aesthetic choices, like the whole, the, the chains. Yeah. And um, this is a way of life, man. Me a lot of um, oh, what's it called? Class of Newcomb High. It's that yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you that mean. That kind of aesthetic, yeah, that kind of eighties punk, and like yeah. to the to the nth degree, like almost a caricature of itself. Yeah, it was great. It was good fun. So I'm, I, I mean, it's quite a popular horror film. Again, I don't think we need to go through step by step, scene by scene. Mm-hmm. Unless you had notes down like that. Um, I was just going to briefly explain the plot. Uh, Go for it. I, I'm definitely not reading this off a website. And I, haven't def- <laughs> I've def- I have definitely written my own plot in detail. Because I have all the time in the world for that. When Foreman Frank, James Karen shows new employee Freddy Tom Matthews a secret military experiment in the supply warehouse. The two klutzes. They are klutzes accidentally release a gas that reanimates corpses into flesh-eating zombies. As the epidemic spreads through Louisville, Kentucky, and the creatures satisfy their hunger in gory and outlandish ways, Frank and Freddy fight to survive with the help of their boss, Lou Gulliger, and the mysterious mortician, Don Calfa. Uh, shall we say, the mortician who is packing heat. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why is he packing heat? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's very... Um, uh, what's, what's, what's the phrase? He's not a uh, uh, 
quick on the trigger. He, he's like, oh, he's very anxious with the gun. Uh, um, he is. But why is he, why is he wearing a gun anyway? Why? I don't know. I don't it's know. like he's seen too many horror films doing an autopsy. So he's I mean, keeping, he's keeping he, that thing on him just in case. He may have done because this film is meta as hell. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, like this is meta before Scream. Mm-hmm. Like way before Scream. Um, when, you know, Frank and Frank's telling Freddy about the bodies in the basement, but they are the bodies from Night of the Living Dead. I mean, Dead. Which yeah. actually happened. <laughs> that scene alone, I, I love James Caron's acting because it's so over the top. The yeah. bodies. <laughs> oh, he's like, do you want to see him? <laughs> the bodies. <laughs> and then that's just that's the beginning of his peak because later on his act is overacting when he's slowly becoming the zombies. Oh yeah. Oh, he he's wailing. Just to talk about his character, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, yeah, the synopsis, and I think most the most of them will describe him as you know a klutz or. You know, hapless buffoon that sets, and it very much falls into that mold straight away. But it doesn't start out like that. Like right at the beginning, when he's showing um, Freddie about, yeah, yeah, it's he's like quite professional, and I was like believing him and buying him as like, oh yeah, this is, and he's got this young kid and he's showing him the ropes, and then it's like on a dime he just turns into this absolute imbecile. <laughs> it just yeah. cut, it comes from out and up. Like one minute he's like quite a serious guy, and then the next, yeah, absolute incompetent. Man, now you've said that, you've talked about it at the beginning. I do want to go through the film. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good not to. Um, yeah, the, when he when he's trying to like uh, guide Freddy on his first day at the medical supply mm-hmm. warehouse, which I love. It's called Unida. You need a medical yeah. supply. There's a few small gags like that that just work. Like in the office, if you look, there's an eye examination chart behind mm-hmm. where they're talking. And if you look closely, it says Bert is a slave driver. Bert being his boss. It's just a <laughs> few little that. things. That, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's a lot more. All right, Freddie, this is what we do here. This is it. And then we do yeah, this. Yeah. And then we do this by the book. And this is it. And then five minutes later, when the zombies are like oh well you've got half a dog barking on the floor he's like oh god oh no he just that, that, that is I mean talk, just talking about um, the, the, the sight chart which I didn't notice and yeah. it might have had something to do with a pin up that's also visible in the back yeah the yeah back there seat. is yeah <laughs> but um, the detail there's a lot of little detail and when oh, things yeah. first do kick off, yeah, we get the the half dogs have come to life. But also, it was nice little touch that the butterflies that yes. pinch the board are also come are also like moving again as well. Yeah, yeah, completely. Nice little attention to detail there, which could have easily like not been included or overlooked or something. But it was, yeah, it was it was a nice little touch. And I think, um, I mean, talking about it being meta, it, 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 oh. I think the whole thing plays like. A punk rock version of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of a remake beat for beat, like and the whole I mean they that they hole up in where you know the mortuary or whatever, they board in the windows up and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And it, it, it does 
very much play out like um like night of the living dead does itself so it's it's good that it's so it's very self-aware and and that's throughout because like I'm sure, yeah the, and i'm sure that's deliberate as well love the, the the phrase about um it worked in the movies movies like yeah. I, I love like why is it not working now like, i don't know <laughs> and I, I, it, it, it for a zombie film as goofy as it is i don't know it feels more real that like yeah it worked in the movies but it's not working now of course it work the movies are fictional that's yeah. how I guess people would react here. That you know, zombies are so played out now. Everyone knows you shoot a zombie in the head. What if by chance, like horrifically, this happened in real life and that mm -hmm. didn't that did, did that didn't work? People would be like, "But I saw it in The Walking Dead." Like, I mean, yeah, definitely, people it's not would. Real. People would. Um, another another thing about it as well is generally everybody's remarkably rational about yep everything. Yeah. Like the way they go about it, it's like well, we can't go outside. We've got to board the windows up, um, and it's, there's there's not much, that are, if any, of like dumb horror movie characters nope. doing dumb stuff. All right, they might be like you know, nakedly dancing on a cemetery. <laughs> it just, but they don't know that the dead are about to rise. So you know, there's like they're not doing anything like intentionally dumb horror movie characters do. The thought, of dying, all... the thought of dying just gets people <laughs> off, okay? it's <laughs> Well, <a> specific... <laughs> dying in a very specific yeah. way. Being eaten to death by old men. <laughs> oh, don't. It's just getting me all riled up now. <laughs> all right, let's Which, start you know, I'm not kink shaming anybody, but that <laughs> is very niche. That is a very niche way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, God, big time, big time. Um, I just want to bring it up now. It's one of it's one of my favorite sort of. I it's a little bit of trivia. Uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, bits of like, sort of horror trivia is is how the name Return of the Living Dead came about. And I'm oh, sure okay, we yeah, I'm yeah. sure we've talked about this before. I'm pretty but... sure I've heard you tell. It may have been yeah. on all the episodes. Um... It might be, pre -me, yeah. A pre-me episode of the part. It might be when you did your top five episode. May have been when I talked about maybe Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Possibly. Because, possibly. ah, Dawn of the Dead, not Dawn of the Living Dead. So yeah. for the the folks Take that don't know, uh, obviously you had George Romero and John Russo, another director, created Night of the Living Dead in the late 60s. Uh, they went to split, they split up. I went in different directions. George Romero went on to create Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, unfortunately, Land of the Dead, and so on. Oh, don't get me started on Diary of the Dead. That, oh. <laughs> but what they all have in common is it's of the dead, whereas Night was Night of the Living Dead. Now, the, the title was taken away by John... John and he said George Rose. George Romero, John... Russo, there we go. John, 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 yeah. John, John Russo, who is a big hack. Um, he's not a very good director <laughs> or writer, <laughs> or writer, as we'll find out. He, um, he also directed a film called Santa Claus, C L A W S, oh, yeah. 
Well, it's a very big B movie, and um, the killer has a garden like fork. That's his claws. And he also did the re-release of Night of the Living Dead, where he reshot parts of Night, uh, reshot parts of it, but in the nineties, and cut it into intersliced it into the old film. It it looks insane. So we've got um, you know the the zombie at the beginning of Night of the Living Dead that just goes for Barbara. We have, yeah, yeah. in theory, his origin of it. the grave, the, the the workers at the graveyard, you know, right. taking it, and a priest there as well. Like it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. He wrote a script for Return of the Living Dead. Um, a gentleman called Tom Fox bought the script, set up a production deal. This script arrived in Dan O'Bannon's hands. Dan O'Bannon wrote Alien. Uh, he wanted to direct Alien, but Ridley Scott did it and did a great job, obviously. Dan O'Bannon basically was like, this is shit. No, not having it. So they rewrote the whole script and direct he directed The Return of the Living Dead and John Russo lost out on the name. And that's where the Living Dead title stuck with. We stuck with Return of the Living Dead 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and um, never went back to George Romero. So all his um, films after Night of the Living Dead were just of the dead. And there we go. But yeah. also radically different in tone as well. Radically different <laughs> in tone, which uh, they're all kind of related in a way, if you think, because in theory, Night of the Living Dead is referencing... Oh, sorry, Return of the Living Dead is referencing Night of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. But Fulci's Zombie 2 is, in theory, kind of a canonically sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's there's some sort of weird universe around this, like because Dawn of the Dead is in the same universe as Night of the Living Dead, because the the epidemic has already started to happen. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So it, yeah, it's weird. They're, they're they're all linked some in some way. I mean, they've all got zombies. <laughs> that. <laughs> That is the link, folks. There we go. There we yeah. Heard it here first. Bob on. Bob on. There we go. <laughs> They've all got zombies in. <laughs> sorry, is, sorry. Is this is this breaking news? You have is this is this an ex is this an exclusive that you have? This a, is this is a dreadcast exclusive. It's a dreadcast exclusive. <laughs> Zombie films of zombies have some, in them. Some... Uh, top fact for you all fact of the day so yeah there's a nice little bit of trivia for you there it's one of my favorite things um little favorite piece of trivia and horror um i just i like it because of what could have happened you know yeah uh, dawn of the living dead day of the living dead it sounds good sounds okay uh, yeah well yeah. it's because we're so day used to it without dead. it don't that's it. but i don't know i just think it's without it we wouldn't have had this and you know yeah. and this this does a lot for the genre oh big time big time. you know this that this start if i'm right this starts some of the like yep tropes of zombie movies the whole brain eating thing this is, is it. this movie isn't this it this is it this is it with uh tar man mm-hmm gave this fella know. right here Hello. basically gave zombies a voice <laughs> he's a spokesman for an entire generation 
Yes. Um, sorry, I'll play with my. I'm going to play with my doll later on. Um, yeah, I think you should. Yes, Tarman, uh, the zombie. I, the first, yeah, the first speaking zombie that mm-hmm. brains. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's where it came from. And I mean, I, I feel it is brains that these zombies want and we we get that explanation from another zombie later on where they actually have a conversation yeah. with her so um, i mean the, the zombies generally are quite tall at first i was thinking because i kind of knew this and going into it i was thinking oh yeah this is you know, zo- you know zombies the zombies talk in this or at least yeah. they say brains and they moan they, you know moaning for brains but there's actually quite a lot of zombie dialogue throughout this, yeah. where where they're just chatting away. You can't shut them up. Um, Some of the, but yeah, I mean, maybe, moments. maybe not in like, maybe not in cinema. Have the whole zombies been eating brains become a, a mm. or specifically brains become a thing? But I feel like there are enough references to zombies eating brains in other oh, yeah. media and portrayals of zombies but it's but it comes it, it does it comes right from this i mean remember when we were talking about frankenstein we said like people dressed up as frankenstein's monster it would be mm-hmm. the bolts it would be the mm-hmm. someone goes as a zombie to a halloween party right or a night out what would they do yeah yeah I mean, for the most part, I feel like that would be the common mm. look. And I feel like people... Or if you were trying to describe it to somebody, if you were trying to describe zombies, yeah. you, know, you know, I've never heard of zombies. What are zombies? It's like, oh, well, you know, brains, eating brains. Yeah. There's something you'd say. I don't think this film gets its recognition enough that this is where it started. This I don't is think where people would know that. People just... I feel like it, people may think, and I'm generalizing here, people may think... Oh, it was always like this. All zombie films are like this, right? You know, all zombies eat brains and stuff. Night of the Living Dead. There's there's the scenes towards the end where they're just they're more just the cannibals. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they got the the guts and what they're eating an arm, eating a, a hand. It's completely different. This is they go straight in for the skull. They want yeah, yeah. the juicy, juicy brain. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> When they do go for the brain, it's it's pretty gruesome. It's uh, it's pretty the, <laughs> yeah. The, the violent the the gore is needed is used sparingly, but when it's used, it's used heavily. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's good though. It's good yeah. old. It's got old fashioned schlocky effects. The it. other zombie tropes though, you've obviously got the they they're, they're not they're not Romero zombies. No, they're not. They're um they're not what people think. Twenty eight days later, zombies are. I mean, I wouldn't even class them as zombies in twenty eight days later. No, I wouldn't. That's no. not. It's not a zombie film. It's a. It's an infection movie. These are. It's post-apocalypse. It, yes. Yeah. Rabies or whatever it is. Yeah. These are in a modern sense, I guess, closer to the Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake zombies. You know, they're they're aggressive. They're they can run they're not mm-hmm. they're not they, they some of them are walking corpses there's a lot of different types of zombies in here but they all mm-hmm. have quite a bit of mo- mobility well it, i mean it plays i suppose if if you're looking if i get i guess it kind of depends where your background is mm. like how where where you came into zombie films and for me it was romero it was yeah. 
it was probably dawn of the dead i think it was either dawn or day before i watched night of the living mm. um but it was it was one of those three it was one of romero's trilogy mm. that got me you know that that's that was the first zombie movie i watched so for me zombies are slow moving you know cannibal cannibalistic yep. you destroy the brain to kill them that's that's what a zombie is for me that's your trope of the zombie that's your like mm. yeah, yeah but having said that i am fully willing to accept return of the living dead as zombies but recognizing that it does do different things like you say they're, they're running they mm. specifically go for brains they're a lot more um well obviously articulate um yeah but they're a little bit more um mobile uh, like agile they can climb through windows and operate things and you know there's I mean, climb through windows. One of them throws himself through the well, office window. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. When I was watching that. I burst out laughing because I didn't expect it. <laughs> it launches himself through this window in the office, in Frank's office. Um, so, um, oh, excuse me. I mean, destroying the brain doesn't work. Um, it, they, they still keep going, you know, without a head and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it does. It does a lot of different things to what I'd sort of say is traditionally a zombie. Yeah. But I'm still I'm still willing to accept it, and it's it doesn't. Where but I will like put my foot down and say no. Twenty eight days later, I'll not shut up. Like, Agree. There's something else. That's something else entirely. But they, these are zombies. They're just a different form of zombie. They're just a they're just a different kind of zombie. Um, yeah. And and it yeah it works. It it does work. I mean the, the you know the, the more maybe the more humorous element and the tone has something to do with it um but yeah they're they are zombies albeit just a, a good an original twist on on something else yeah yeah for sure and like the zombies themselves there are there's a there's a there's a different there's like a selection of different types of zombies um we've got tarman who he was obviously the one in the the barrel at the beginning, which is underneath the the uni, the medical supply warehouse, which we discussed earlier. Um, he doesn't look like that when you first see him, and then it's in the opening credits where uh, Frank, you know, they they knock the barrel and then the gas comes out. They get knocked out, and then the opening credits are the face of the zombie melting, the beautiful uh, wax. I think they, it was like yeah. a wax sculpture. They just melted, and it looks great. He escapes from the barrel, and then. Uh, I think it's about 15, 20 minutes later when our our gang, our punk gang, arrive at the medical supply. They encounter Tarman, and Tarman is like, it's weird. He, he's he's got his clothes still on, but his flesh is melted. Mm. So it's like his clothes have survived more than his flesh did. <laughs> um, very bizarre. It's like some rapid oxidization, isn't it? Yeah, like it's, it's been preserved in that in that tank that yeah it's a really bizarre look but it's a really cool it's very unique look like mm -hmm. there's no other zombie in the film that looks like him um and then later yeah. on there are zombies like um when they start to they do start to arrive uh, <laughs> arrive from the grave arise from the grave <laughs> um we'll get to the reason why they do which i really like the way they went around Mm. why the dead are coming to alive 
Um, there's the one zombie that's not even a zombie. It's just a fucking skeleton with eyeballs. Yeah. It's brilliant. And you can see the, the mechanism it's in his just jaw. Just the wire in his jaw. Yeah. <laughs> he just pops up out of the ground vertically, eyes open, and mouth drops. <laughs> it's brilliant. And then, of course, we've got our, our zombies throughout, which, you know, skin flakes coming off. They've you know, blood every now and there, lesions, mm-hmm. sores. Um, and, of course, we have our a feature zombie that has no legs and he's fantastic apparently they, <laughs> they found him on hollywood boulevard he's been in loads of films but this one they say you're going to be do you want to be in a film he's like i've been in films do you want to be in a horror film i've been in horror films do you want to be a feature in our zombie films hell yeah but i don't want any like crutches or anything i want to be how i am yeah uh, that's what we got him running on his little legs it's brilliant so yeah it's a really eclectic I guess cast of zombies, yeah, um, and especially I guess you could put this in the category the cadaver at the beginning. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the, yeah. the yellow, the, the yellow corpse running around, <laughs> so, <laughs> just knocking it over. <laughs> yeah, very. It's very bumbling when he's wriggling around in the plot. When he first gets reanimated, plastic bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I, mean, in the... I just want just wanted to say just about yeah, that whole thing is that obviously it's a medical and you know they have all sorts of things yeah um <clears throat> and and it's it, it's well we're told basically those skeletons are supposedly real as well they and yeah. something about them all skeletons coming from india and yeah. it's like this this whole thing um and but then they have actual corpses as well now what medical supply warehouse is selling like body charts and you know pl- there's plenty of like plastic like intestine models and yeah, inter- yeah, internal yeah. organ models and all that sort of like you know school classroom sort of stuff but then corpses for dissection <laughs> to get the corpses mo <laughs> get the corpses but yeah, they're yeah they're just hanging in there like an abattoir. They're just, yeah. just like a, you got the office, you have got racks of like yeah you, something that might go to a school, the plastic guts, and then you have got a fucking freezer full of dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, absolutely wild. Yeah. I mean, you should see if you get a chance. The um, original special effects guy they had for this film mm. was not very good and got fired. And his original right. his original cadaver suit was rough. Like you could see the latex wrinkles all in it. It, oh, it had okay. like a it had like a, when the, the the head gets cut off, that he did it so the severed head actually went up like this, and you could see a little slot for the guy, the actor's eyes. Oh, <laughs> it no, was okay. so bad. So I mean, this bad. was a guy who just painted yellow, so it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's not much better. Yeah, um, <laughs> it wasn't a huge improvement. But yeah, you couldn't couldn't see no no eye slots. <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah, the cadaver the cadaver comes around once um uh Frank and Freddie ro- Frank? Yeah, Frank. But I always yeah. get Frank and Bert confused. Frank and Freddie wake up, they go upstairs and they hear the, the cadaver screaming and he's really like mm. oh, screaming. And that's where the goofiness of Frank starts to come out. Uh um, yeah. 
and they have to deal with uh, the cadaver. You know, Bert comes around, they go for the head. It worked in the movies. It didn't work now. <laughs> we see our dog. The dog is so oh, awesome God. and gross at the same time. <laughs> His little legs just... <laughs> I like it. You say like, "Oh, and what's what's wrong with it?" <laughs> it's like he's clearly half a dog on the floor, like, and it's not until they flip it over that he realizes, "Oh no!" Yeah, <laughs> it's all gooey. See, half it. Yeah, it's intestines. Oh, it's horrible. And then he starts beating it up with a crutch. <laughs> I just absolutely oh, really? annihilates it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is in my notes, and it's a sentence I never. Th- I'd write ever and it just says half a dog beaten to death with a crutch <laughs> and you like... can hear the dog we- like wailing <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny uh, it's it's subtle comedy like that you know I think that's just it's fantastic half a dog beaten to death with <laughs> yeah. a crutch what's subtle where's the subtle <laughs> hey it's there <laughs> it is it's good very nuanced yeah no that is absolutely great I mean meanwhile we've got our uh, our friendly punks are in the, the cemetery outside. Um, yes. Thinking yeah. about death and stuff, <laughs> being all edgy. I mean, it says <laughs> it says Louisville, but it looks like LA. Mm-hmm. It looks like LA. I think they even drive by the LA River. It looks like the LA River. Um, but yeah, I, 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 there's some really good scenes with all of them, like when they're driving around. That. I kind of hate in films where the script is is so much like this character's line there, then this character's line is there, then this character's line. They can't talk over each other. Mm. I feel like if you were out in a group of friends, you might have two friends here talking to each other. You might have two friends here. And there would be, if you were a passerby, you would hear two conversations happening at once. And that happens in these scenes. They Mm. all kind of talk over each other. It feels a lot more organic and natural rather than... I, I, a modern day sitcom where it's line, blah 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 blah, ha ha, blah 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 blah, yeah yeah, your line, but it's it's quite and the group really mesh well. They, they do to the point where I did question whether any of them like each other because they spend a lot of time like bickering and putting each other down. But I guess that's kind of realistic for friends as well. Like you do, your best friends are probably the ones that you the worst. You're I mean, the worst some of the names we've got: Scuzz, uh, Trash, who Lene Quigley. We've got um, Tina, who is the basically um, Kelly from Saved by the Bell for the, for the group. <laughs> uh, Casey, Chuck, they're kind of like the stragglers of the group. We got yeah. Spider, who's Miguel Nunez, and Suicide, who is Suicide. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's, 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 a, it's not a lifestyle choice. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. Okay? I know. He's... No one understands him. Okay. I'll paint my room black, mom, if I want. I'll, I'll, have ch- I'll have chains hanging from every orifice on my body if I want. It's a yeah. way of life. Um, it is a way of life. And I mean, he's got suicide written on the front of you, across the front of his car. Just in case people didn't know. No, okay. that's, that's whose car it is. It's suicide. Uh, mess with suicide. Okay. <laughs> is it? I, him and Trash are a couple. Yes. Really, I feel like they, they were, weren't they? Yeah. They were, yeah, because. Um, although he's having some sort of ex- existential yeah. crisis at the time. But she comes over to him, does 
she's all hot and bothered after she's done her naked dancing. And um, yeah, and he's and he says like he just pushes her away. Have you got no respect for the dead? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So they've just broken into a graveyard because they thought, oh, because Freddy's working. They're like, well, what are we going to do? Let's go. Oh, that's going to be cool. Let's go do that. Um, the resurrection cemetery as well. I noticed it. Before, yes, which, uh, just just it a funny is. little gag, isn't it? You know, some fun the- little foreshadowing. No respect for the dead yet. They break into the cemetery. They have flares. They have the boombox. They start on a party, like basically trampling over people's graves. But Lene Quigley whipping all her clothes off. No, we're not having that. We're not having that. All right. We'll talk about this at home. Okay. Um, where were we? We were talking about the cast, right? Um, we, we, we talked oh. about the cast. We were talking about um, the, the punks in yes. the graveyard. But we got sidetracked a little bit from talking that, about what actually causes the dead to rise. That that doesn't sound right for us. <laughs> that doesn't sound like us. Like when I have to do the timestamps for our podcast, and I'm like, okay, so we're talking about this big scene here. Like We talk about it for about four minutes, and then we go on to something else. And then we come back to it. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say we talk about it again. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. So yeah. How how do these zombies work? How do they rise from the grave? So we have the well. It, it's it's essence. It's order zombie, isn't it? It's essence of zombie. I guess that that what? happens. Zombie gas. If you keep a zombie bottled <laughs> up for too long, it's gonna ferment. And. Uh, and then, yeah, the uh, our two, our two klutzers, our two hapless klutzers, knock the container, uh, which is a great gag, by the way. This was made by the Army Engineering. Bang. <laughs> um, so that initial like eruption yeah. raises or reanimates everything in the um, in the Watchima Dufa. Um, medical supply warehouse. That's the that's the phrase I was looking for. The medical the supply warehouse. Yeah, yeah. So after they've dealt with our our yellow cadaver and, and chopped it, well, they decide to chop mm. him up into bits, don't they? And that brings us on to the next big location of the movie, which is uh, the mortician's office. Um, and yeah, they sort of just skipping ahead a little bit, incinerate the body, and it's the smoke from that incineration that causes an instant rainstorm i guess it's fine don't worry about it (laughs) it's fine it causes acid like an acid rain it causes an acid it causes acid rain which uh yeah instantly instantly uh which seeps into the soil of the the cemetery next door and raises the dead so that's how I, that's basically how we get our outbreak in this film, isn't it? I love it. It's a perfect circle because it works. It works. It works well. You've already got the catalyst. It's already there. We don't need to know because they say I, I, I always forget they, they do state that these are the bodies from Night of the Living Dead. Like these are the ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's the. And yeah. that, I believe, was like 
space dust, right? It was it was something along the lines of that from Night of the Living Dead, or was it? Yeah, a, a radiation meteor? from a yeah. It's radi- radiation from a satellite re-entering Earth's atmosphere or something. I think that causes. So that's not too detailed. That's kind of like, well, we've just picked an excuse out of the hat, and mm-hmm. we'll go with that. So these bodies are from that, but that's the catalyst for this, and it's a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. As we see later on in the film, whereas a lot of the times I don't want to know how the zom- how how the outbreak began. Like, with, no, I, I just this is just what we're dealing with. This is it. This is our story. For the most part, it's how the survivors. The zombies are always the B players. It's always how the survivors deal with. Yeah, them. yeah, always is. But this works. I mean, it's a nice. I just like it because it's a nice little step because. The the gas being released from the canister could be enough because yeah. that had inf- that had infect um, Frank and Freddy. Freddy, I want to say Kenny. Frank that that would uh, <laughs> that would infect those two, and then they could start it off. They could be off biting people or doing you yeah. know zombie stuff and whatever, and you could kick it off that way. But this way we get like while they're dealing with this like what they think is an isolated incident. We've got this X by, by them sort of solving that problem. They create a bigger one, inadvertently yeah. create a bigger one. So it is just like a comedy of errors. One disaster begets another, and and then they've got um, they've got a full blown outbreak on the hands. But I like it that it's this sort of little two two stage because it's not necessary. They could say they could have just had that initial gas release being the culprit, but they decide to just kind of go one step further and it escalates it. In a in a way that's interesting, I think. Yeah, the, the main catalyst for this film is Frank hitting the cat the, the barrel. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Which, if they'd have not, if he'd have not had a new employee, I guess that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened. So it is all it is all Freddy's job for getting a, a fault for getting a job. Yeah, his friends. <laughs> it is um, critical of him for doing. Well, when they're um when they're trying to get rid of the the first cadaver, Bert, the 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 owner of the the warehouse, tries comes back to help. Clue Gulliger, um, great actor, um, and he's friends with um, oh my god, uh, Ernie. Don, uh, Ernie, Ernie, who runs, who is the mortician? It's Bert and, and Ernie. Bert and Ernie, it is Bert <laughs> and Ernie again. All these <laughs> these little things, they're fantastic, um. He runs the he, he is the mortician who runs mortuary, and he he asks him like do a favor. So they bring the body the the, the body bags over in theory. Mm-hmm. Does he say? I feel, I feel like he says they're uh, possums, weasels, weasels. That's it, ra- rabid weasels. Yeah, because the bags are moving because the limbs still uh, they're still alive. You can't kill these things unless you do burn them, and. Um, he he does show like Ernie doesn't believe it, right? He does show him like, okay, look, this is what's happening. We got to get rid of them. We got to burn them. And there's a great line which comes is a callback to later on, where Frank and Freddy are sat in the uh, incinerator room as they're about to burn this body. And Frank says to Freddy, like, I could run that damn machine if I wanted to. Mm. And it comes back later on because apparently Frank's character was going to survive. And he was like, no, he it was the actor was like, no, no, I feel like it's better for his character because of this line to come back and just feel like I need to end it. And that that is the saddest part of the film, I feel like <laughs> later on when he does that. Um, and yeah, then it's really 
those three locations, the graveyard, the mortuary, yeah. and the uni, the medical supply, are the only three locations in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, main locations. We get the snippets of um, Colonel's house and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's very, it's very isolated. In, in these, and I mean, they're right next like, to each other. Like most good zombie movies. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, that's, that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, we've got these three, like, you know, as you say, close, they're closely situated locations, and the group gets split, and we've got a, a couple of survivors in one place and, and the rest of the survivors in the other place. Um, we just talk about Ernie's introduction, though, where he's packing a gun. Yep. <laughs> for, for no real reason other than, I guess, they need to give a character a gun. But our first introduction is, um, is Bert creep. He kind of creeps up on him, I guess, doesn't he? He just walks in. But yeah. Ernie's got his headphones on. He's listening to music while doing um, some sort of... Uh, oh, my God, what's it called? Well, oh, my God, I'm mind-blowing. Autopsy. Uh, autopsy, there it is. <laughs> I mean, I think speci- he does say specifically what he's doing, and he's yeah. breaking out uh, rigor mortis. Yeah, that was, that's a really fascinating part, where he actually goes yeah. into detail about it, which... That comes into play later with it Frank does come and Freddy. Into play later on. Um, um, yeah, he just but yeah, that's in. what he's doing. He's, he does. He's got his headphones on. He's happy, you know, doing away, injecting whatever it is that he's doing. However, the process works. And yeah, Bert sneaks up on him, and he just pulls a gun on him. He freezes and, and he's got a he's got a pistol in his face. What are you doing, sneaking up on me? And you left the door so, open. It's just so random. Hey, it's just you left, so random though as to why you left, have a gun you left your door open were you <laughs> I mean, yeah. were you doing it on purpose so that you hope people would come in that you could <laughs> so go, he's have an excuse gotcha. to shoot somebody it's my america maybe <laughs> maybe because i'm because f- on first on first kind of impressions of ernie i did expect him to be a little bit more sinister than he, he actually ends up being and I, I I think it's possibly just because that he's the mortician. So I was like, all right, yeah, maybe he's going to be a little bit weird. When he's not, there's nothing particularly, apart from no. the happens, you know, he likes to wear a gun around the office. Um, I don't think there's anything untoward about him. Um, no, no, not at all. But um, I was I was kind of expecting it for some reason. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a very quick introduction to Ernie, and like you said, throughout the rest of the film, he's he's very understanding with the situation, is mm-hmm. willing to help out, and go along, and he's he's smart as well. Like uh, toward I, I, going back and forth, but towards the end of the film, he uh, he certain people escape again. We'll get to it from the mortuary, and he's left there with Tina, um, and she's like, "They left us, they left us," and he realizes why they left. He's he's smart. He's he's already clocking on to how to deal with this situation, how to deal with this problem. What do we do? And like you said earlier on, none of the all these people are all quite switched on, uh, for the most yeah, part. Yeah. For the most part, you know, um, and they do all they work together in the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's none of that sort of usual um, bickering or really, you know, in you. you I mean, think, thinking about Night of the Living Dead, for example, you've, mm. you've, a big part of that movie is the conflict in the house yeah. between oh, the groups completely. and people, you know, and, and you get it with 
Uh, I mean, a lot of, I, I guess, a lot of zombie media as well. The, you know, Walking is a big part of The Walking Dead. It's different oh, conflicting groups yeah. of survivors. Um, and, you know, we should do this, we should do that. The, you know, people are coming, we should stay here, people are coming to rescue us. No, we should go there because, you know, everything's knackered. Um, yeah, everybody does, like, work well together and they're quite, um, there isn't that usual a trope, I guess, of zombie movies where you get um, the survivors, you know, bickering. Or, or, and it's one of my least favourite things about zombie movies generally, is that 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 twist usually about three quarters of the way through or whatever that it's like oh actually humans are the terrible yeah, ones or, yeah you know yeah. they're the real monster um, always the way always the way yeah and it and it's i've seen a lot of zombie movies and yeah nine times out of ten they'll go down that route and you just think one of them will turn out to be a serial killer and you just think oh god again yeah. like, why can't just, you just, just work together <laughs> why, just, why just have the zombies be the villains that's fine as well yeah <laughs> not every group of survivors has one secret psychopath it's, or not it's every fine. zombie film needs a message like no with land of the dead was um oh all of his i mean all of his romero's films yeah did have the sort of uh background sort of message through the decades mm-hmm. um social like, commentary social commentary that's what i was looking for thank you and yeah uh, <laughs> They work to an extent, extent, especially the earlier ones, but you don't need, you don't always need that. Just have the zombies as your villain. I guess it's like if you get known for it, you've got to put it in there because people expect it. Like Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Oh yeah, he's got to put put in a twist. He's got to put a twist in. But then it gets played out and his films were just awful for however how long. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it's kind of after we get introduced to Ernie, it's kind of from this point onwards that we get the 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 slow burn of Frank and Freddy's demise mm. of turning into these nightmare creatures, these zombies. But I mean, there this is where the wailing and moaning and groaning really starts to kick in. Um, is it not long after this where uh, they go back to? Um, you need a medical supply because that's where the gang. Oh no, the the gang go there first, right? And that's where they meet Tarman. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I think that's right. Can't remember my scenes um, of my heart. I think this 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 because the dead rise in the cemetery and they split up, don't they? I think, and some of them go one way and some of them go the other. Yeah, that's I, probably I, it. I think a couple of them. I really couldn't keep track of who exactly who was who, but I'm sure a couple of them go to the cem uh, go to the uh mortuary mm. um where and a, and a few of them go to the i mean some of them don't make it at all but a couple of them go to the uh uh medical supply warehouse and that's where yeah, we, yeah. We, that's where we end up with two we end up with two two groups yeah because when they're in the graveyard they see uh freddie Bert, and frank carrying the, the bags to the mortuary and they're like yeah hey, is that freddie mm. over there yeah, um, yeah, because they question it, yeah. I just couldn't remember off the top of my head because Tina ends up at the medical supply warehouse where she encounters Tarman. That's our first encounter with Tarman as well, uh, which apparently they didn't they didn't show the actress that played Tina what Tarman was going to look like. Her first encounter with Tarman was the sh- the take. So right. her, re- her reaction is near enough legit 
to brains coming out of the darkness like and i like that i mean that's great because you wouldn't get a subtle reaction she said as well throughout the in the, the behind the scenes that she got to a point in the film where she couldn't cry anymore because she oh, really? done okay. she was doing so much where she's she's um at one point she's she's holding freddie for so long in the film they did however many takes she couldn't cry anymore um so one i think it was james Caron played this piece of music and it, it's apparently just this beautiful piece of music and it made her cry N mm -hmm. nothing the special effects artists could do like blow uh, dust in her eyes or whatnot could make her cry but this one piece of music helped her make her cry um but yeah i think she goes to the medical supply first then they all follow suicide gets his head bitten in and then they run off and split up from there i believe because spider yes. spider tina scuzz um end up at the mortuary and then we've got the other couple which end up still at the warehouse i believe this is where i get a bit yeah like i said I get a bit confused as to where our characters are placed for the most part and what point that, um, that sounds right yeah, sounds about yeah right um it can't be long after this though that our paramedics arrive that is um yeah i think that's yeah. that's how i've got it in my notes i think i usually make my um sequentially as, as i go through so yeah. yeah we've got um tarman saying brains that's where those zombies eating brain things comes from duh, duh, duh. yeah so, uh, the the send more paramedics yeah well the, i mean before that when the paramedics arrived it's before that to check to yeah. check on frank and freddie and they can't get a pulse they can't get anything uh for like freddie's tongue is all like orange oh that's yeah 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 horrible and they're, they're basically saying you guys are dead you guys are basically on the line and they peace out the paramedics are like don't know what to do and they go back to the van they go back to the van i, I can't remember if it's get more equipment and then they get uh it's 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 hilarious when they get swarmed i'm sorry but it is because they just come out of nowhere they do come out of nowhere just like and stage left or yeah, whatever it is, it is. Yeah, they just come swarming in <laughs> yeah it is and uh yeah of course we get send more paramedics um which obviously comes back to play later on with the cops send more police um the funny gag continuously done throughout the film that works really well um and also the name of the band from leeds send more paramedics is it really <laughs> yeah uh zombie zombie film influenced thrash band i was just punk i was just about to band. say it has to be related to this film surely yeah oh it is yeah it's some percent where they got the name from i don't know if they still perform but uh they uh they, they did reasonably big i think they played like download a couple of times and stuff I don't oh, say, okay I don't they, okay i don't i don't know if they still perform but yeah there's uh um yeah there you go the band named specifically after that line from this film <laughs> when um because also when, when there is a second group of paramedics that do arrive and they i, I if i remember right they they get swarmed even quicker they, mm. they just got 
They stand hmm. no chance. Well, you know, they'll have been looking out for him that second time. They put the order in and <laughs> got some... Yeah. They, they would have been watching out for him. Yeah, they do. They, they just... also get swarmed. <laughs> Behind the trees, like, what? Just yeah, like, man. you know, when you've got a takeaway order on the way and you just constantly yeah. looking out the window. Curtain <laughs> There's an Amazon parcel on the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so for the most part of the film now, it's like, well, until the like the third act it is frank and freddie just their slow demise mm-hmm. the group's really trying to figure out what the hell we're gonna do yeah um, spider- got, and we sorry i was gonna no, just no, gonna no, say no, we, no, they've no. got some of that they've got some of that classic sort of zombie film scene mm. stuff they're, they're boarding up windows they're yes. looking for uh you know they're, they're fortifying their position yeah wondering what they're gonna do and how they're gonna get out of it but we got so we've got a, a good sort of chunk of that classic uh yeah zombie film siege kind of stuff it cuts to things like the paramedics getting eaten and um other people wandering around but we've got some some good fighting arms through windows and that sort of carry on yeah yeah that that specific scene um that you mentioned like where they they are boarding up it's the um the chapel that he's got in the Mm -hmm. mortuary uh they burst through and there's a point where Scuzz is there. Um, he's like a mini. He's like the mini suicide. And again, in the behind the scenes, they were talking about Dan O'Bannon wanted this just one scene that was just so over the top, like more than when Suicide gets his head bitten in. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Scuzz's death. It's just blood splattered all across the wall <laughs> when his head gets bitten in. Apparently, they had like a plate that, you know, a pump going down and when it was time it was like turn the compressor on and just shoot blood everywhere and they were like crew with anoraks on covered in blood um is it that scene where they get the female rotting corpse or half of the body and then they tie it to the oh um, it's around it must be around that point yeah yeah because I really love that scene when they're talking to that corpse because like the animatronics are so on point with her little spine going up, a little bit of spinal mm. fluid coming out, her mouth. What's really cool, which I don't think a lot of people would think of, when you when you speak, um, it's your muscles around your mouth that you know accentuate the different letters and yeah and sounds and, and move. Without the muscles, you've just got a jaw going up and down. So it it doesn't look as far fetched and goofy as her mouth as she's talking, her mouth going like a puppet because she hasn't yeah. got the flesh to do it. But I really like her little speech of it makes the pain go away. Well, that again, that's just good that they kind of build their own little zombie mythology. Yeah, with with this with this movie, um, not I don't think apart from the brain eating maybe. Uh, is maybe the only thing that's sort of transferred into wider pop culture. I don't know about the it, the reason why they eat the brains, mm. but it's good that they do it. You know, they've got that they've got that little thing in there. They've 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 made a, a decision as to why the, the zombies eat brains, but they've also thought about it. And they, it it's good to see that that it's not maybe not necessary. Like I say, it could have just been like, oh, the zombies eat brains in this. Fair enough. I don't really need to know why they eat brains, but we get we get told they they build on that mythology that they're creating. What what what's weird about it though is okay, 
human species evolved over time right to whatever diet tr diet we we have that's evolved from over time the zombies are they've they've literally just occurred in the last hour or so Mm -hmm. And yet they know what they want to eat. They know exactly what a brain is. They know mm. what they want to go for. Oh, yeah. There's no logical reason. No, <laughs> I'm not looking for a logical reason. I'm, I'm just stating. I'm just putting it out there, okay? Um, obviously, I mean, yeah, if they're, they're, the, they're the same DNA as like the Night of the Living Dead zombies, um, even those are new. You know, those, mm -hmm. those, that's a fresh thing for humanity. So zombies haven't are like a species that have been around. They're they're no, no, reanimated they corpses. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to think: is there? A, do we see any fleshy in in Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. Oh yeah. Towards the end, there's there's like a montage of them oh, sitting down outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it's easier on the eye when it's black and white. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a long time since I've seen it. Um, I was just Not thinking, because I know it's referenced, I know it's mentioned in mm. the news reports and stuff, but I was just thinking about the later films, where you, you obviously get yeah. big scenes of, you know, people being pulled apart and, and such. Roads in Dave's Dead, yeah. Yeah, just top of my head, I couldn't think of anything similar in Night of the Living. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, do you want to, and if you, if you really want to accept that, that I mean, I, well, I suppose you have to because we're told that they are the same bodies. Um, unless you think that that's just a bit of spin and we don't know where these have come from. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously thinking about it way too hard. It's a fun oh, film. Yeah. But it's an interesting, I feel like it's an interesting thing to, to talk about. Um, but she, she's very adamant. It's in brains. It makes the pain go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly the pain of being... Says. And I, I don't know if it's a link between the pain of rigor mortis, their, how their bodies feel as zombies, that, you know? Yeah, maybe it is that because, well, because that's what um, Freddy's, Freddy complains about that, doesn't he? Complains got a crippling mm. headache and everything aches and everything hurts. And I guess that's just the, I suppose, if, if you know, when they go further than that, like the one strapped to the, the bed, mm. who is a full-on, mm decayed corpse but yeah. animated then that pain of being dead is still is still going to be there yeah i suppose i, I guess yeah <laughs> why I not guess. why not <laughs> hey you think you're um, thinking about this too hard what are you talking about <laughs> you know, that's, that's why we're doing this they're we just zombies man things. they're just they're just zombies not real what are you talking about um wait and and also what you said about freddy when he meets his demise and fully turns later on it's when again Tina is holding him, and he he talks about your juicy brain. <laughs> like so instantly, he wants the brain. He wants to eat mm -hmm. the brain. Um, what one thing with with Freddy's demise though, when when they look at his um body, the rigor mortis is setting him. It's horrific when you see the bruising. Oh yeah, the oh, purple bruise God. on his back. Yeah, it's that's sometimes worse than the gore because you can <laughs> you can. I feel like you can feel that more than the gore. Like a, sort yeah, of bed, I, I a really bad mean. bed sore. Yeah. It is. It is. It looks, yeah, that's it. The the blood is, it only tells us that all oh, the blood's pooling and that's. Oh, that's oh it's horrible. Voice. It's horrible, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So where, 
what else have I? I mean, yeah, I, I talked about Frank's overacting. Frank's Frank's overacting throughout just can be summed up with, oh god, <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Um, I feel like uh, you've obviously got Spider. Probably is the more is the one that takes control from the group because um, mm-hmm. he's the he's really the one that uh, i want to say survives no one survives at the end we'll get to that but if if you cut it before what happens at the end he does survive with Bert. In, well, what we we know they he they they drive off yeah, um, yeah. i had to tell that out of there um and our other two, which again I keep forgetting their names, uh, Chuck and Casey are the ones that are holed up at Uni, the medical supply. Um... Oh no, I'm wrong. I'm completely wrong. Shut me up, because Bert drives back to Uni, the medical supply, and rings the number on the barrel, which is the army. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, of yeah. course he does. Yes, 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 yes. We just talk about the army. Um, the army part of this story yeah the colonel yeah, yeah. who hates his wife clearly he hates his wife <laughs> well i think i think he hates his job more i think yeah, fair enough fair enough <laughs> i mean it might be you know one feeding the other and possibly vice versa because i, I get the sense that she hates his job also as well yeah. um but yeah essentially like it, the 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 story well the story is that those the barrels of bodies have been mistaken were mistakenly sent to you need a medical supplies and yeah. they've uh, and they, uh, is he a colonel do we get his rank he is a colonel um, yep he, he is, is colonel. colonel glover he uh, colonel glover has basically been charged with trying to track him down and that is his entire job like he comes home it, i think we're, we're basically shown that he comes home from the office and logs into some sort of oh, it's automated system that's going that so he can be in, basically he's he's the guy that needs to be monitoring the phones just in case signs, this- signs of the barrels come in i love that those barrels have just got a phone number on as yeah. well Pro- property of u.s army if found please Ring call <laughs> if if found send your address on a p.o box uh, on a free 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 stamped um, postcard p.o box it's almost like they knew they were going to lose them <laughs> yeah, why would you put them on there but I love his computer is in like a China cabinet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. <laughs> um, but when he gets home, he's just he's just done because she he doesn't doesn't uh he asks what's for dinner and she says something like lamb. He's like, Well, I had that for lunch. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Fuck you then. <laughs> Might as well throw yeah. it away. <laughs> Isn't it his, his favorite as well? Lamb chops, your favorite is I had that lunch. <laughs> and that just that's it. Shoots it, her down. Doesn't even look her in the face. Just that's it. Um, yeah, okay, maybe he does hate her more than <laughs> I, I think I think he does, yeah. More but he, he's a, he's not really focused that much at all. I think he has that, that scene, then there's the scene where Bert does ring up. The, mm-hmm. the army and then he gets put through to the colonel who is in bed wakes up for the phone call takes loads of notes mm-hmm. and that's it it's that that's that's it then the colonel rings um well the colonel another department the... mm-hmm. and um sir yes sir 
Of course, sir. Right away, sir. Yes. Right, understand, sir. Sir, sir. That guy is on form in the army. Who takes that call? I mean, yeah, presume because presumably... We're talking about the guy in the gun, right? Yeah. In the, yeah, yeah, in the, in the artillery thing. So presumably, that artillery is, is just sat there waiting for somebody to find I'm the barrels. So, so glad you ma ma mentioned that. Like, is it? <laughs> it's a train. It, it's, a, it's on a track. Right, okay. I didn't notice that. That is harder to move wherever you want to than a truck. That is stationary yeah. on this rail, either going back or forth. That has got a nuclear <laughs> bomb just sitting on its carriage, waiting to be fired off somewhere on its I, own on its own private line. <laughs> That's I, not. A, I mean, not a commercial line. I mean, I America's bad for train journeys, as far as I'm aware. But yeah, I don't why. think there's an Amtrak coming behind it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if that's legit. If there would just be. I mean, it's America. They're probably, they're probably it. There probably is I mean, a military train line like that. Railway guns were a thing. They were. In, in the Second World War. Um, I don't know if America has any currently on home soil. <laughs> Let's have a look. I mean, the or Nazis. I say currently in the 80s on home soil, even. Um, or, or would ever have done. But. I mean, if we're just going to accept for a minute that they do, and they did, um, that particular unit is presumably part of a network of units. Yeah, yeah. Just waiting for the phone call from the colonel to say, right, we've got a bearing that you need to fire, you know, a location that you need to fire upon because that's where our dangerous barrels are. And yeah, he's, he's like... Keen as mustard, first day on the job, like, I'm, you know. Uh, yes, of course, sir. Coordinates, sir. Yes. I mean, they, By the way, you know, sir. They, like he was, like he was, that day, he knew that day was good. <laughs> like, because it could have quite easily been feet up doing a crossword or looking at Playboy or, you know, and like, what? The phone, a dusty phone. Oh, what? Hello? I didn't realize this line was still working. But no, he's, he's ready to go. He's raring, uh, yeah. primed and ready. He is the uh, he is the reason a town a city got nuked. Basically, <laughs> he did the deed. Um, before this happens, though, we have we do it. There is a scene uh, that is actually it's kind of duplicated again in Return of the Living Dead Two. I say Return of the Living Dead Two is is very much the same premise. You've got Frank and Freddy, and they get exposed to trioxin but it's in like the suburbs um there's the scene of when the police turn up and they they sort of bar have a barricade uh around in one of the streets and then all the zombies start to swarm them and they just destroy them but i think this is when bert is on the phone to the police oh he's on the phone to the police first before he rings the, the phone number on the barrel and he's on the phone to the police officer and then he can hear the police being swarmed and he's it's just a, an exhaustive oh yeah. uh, and, he, and he, he just he holds it out yeah. what's happening and he just holds it uh, so it's just you can hear you can hear oh my god uh. <laughs> yeah um and then he rings yeah i forgot yeah i was forgetting that because towards the end we do see a little bit of wider it's not just them we see a little bit of this outbreak 
um spreading into the wider community don't we and um yeah there's um roadblocks set up and yeah and, and we uh, also see trash attempting to fight back yeah we see a couple of snippets of zombie trash who is still mm -hmm. naked and skimpy as ever but i wonder there are two very quick shots of her mouth looking like it's elongated kind of extended yeah yeah did you catch that yeah mm, i did um i wonder if i can get a still of it um because if if like if they did that feels like um you get that in certain films where they'll put a lot of work and money into a certain special effect that will be shot shown for the, one or two seconds and that's mm -hmm. it but the director was like adamant i need this i want this yeah or maybe it was the first shot that didn't get used or something yeah um, maybe because yeah but yeah I, I definitely definitely recall um catching that because i did a little bit of a double take and i was like oh hang on was that was that trash that just um flashed past uh no pun intended oh um, shit look at i'm gonna send you this it's okay this is great hang on right there we go look at that and i'll put this here for the uh yeah that's the, the video yeah, yeah but then if you look at this you can get the mask you can get it as a mask okay look at that <laughs> it's like a lemming like from the video game lemmings it's like an a little bit <laughs> yeah it's uh that's I'm, kind I'm, of creepy it is i'm I'm really curious now as to how as to what the background is of that maybe, maybe that will be on the special features i'm not allowed to watch the... <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. i'll be yeah i'll be interested because it's definitely like in that in that image in that scene with it where they attack the, the cop Mm, it's mm. it's almost like there was there's maybe an extended shot where we see her taking a bite out of him like yeah. that's why they've got this elongated jaw in fact it's possible that even in that still there is that is that the i'm assuming it's still uh, linear quickly in there is that her I, chin I above the tongue above the tongue oh i see what you're saying um yeah that's i really don't know i'm i'm really <laughs> intrigued to go back and check this out or at least just find out how yeah but yeah it is because in the movie it is a, a real blink moment so i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's i that's that's for something that didn't make the cut yeah yeah maybe yeah, yeah, you could be right. You could be right. I will find out. And uh, if you are listening, folks, I will, uh, I will, I will do some research and put it on the Twitter, um, mm. which is at the underscore dreadcast, by the way. But um, I digress. Um. Yeah, uh, that was, yeah, um, I, I don't know if we, we, I don't feel like we skipped too much. We, we went quite to the, I went, I went quite, not we, I went quite to the end there, but was there much? I mean, I don't think there's, a, there's not middle. any sort of big beats of plot that we've not mentioned. There's, it's just, there is that sort of scene section in the middle where it is 
zombie yeah. movie siege fair. So yeah, you know, we didn't talk about every single no zombie escapade, every little encounter no. moment. You know, um, we get a very aggressive Freddy though when he does turn because they oh. uh, what uh, they have uh, is it nitric nitric acid? Um, Ernie has mm. I think it's nitric acid, in, and he, they talk about it and. He throws it in Freddy's eyes and blinds him, it like completely mm-hmm. melts his eyes, so he can't see. So mm-hmm. when uh, Ernie and Tina uh, are trying to hide from Freddy in the mortuary, they they hide like in a, a an attic um, sort of crawl space. He is just beside himself as zombie Freddy because he can't see. He is shouting, screaming, breaking doors down, break, uh, throwing furniture around. Like, Where are you, Tina? Rah! It. <laughs> It's 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 a really good visual as well because I don't know a blind zombie. I, I would. Oh, why not? Has that been? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's no, but I mean, is that had that really been done? Has that been done? I don't think at so. that point. Do you reckon? I don't. I don't. No, I, I don't. don't I, so. Off the top of my head, it's a little thing like that. Like it's a, a different type of. Zombie. Uh, uh, I mean, no, not at that point. There's, I think, there's definitely blind there's definitely at least one blind one in the walking dead that i can think of yeah um yeah but uh no no i don't think i don't think so but it's like the i mean that's what i like about zombie films generally is you get the you know the feature zombies as as they are the Mm. the ones that like the the one that gets the helicopter Chops his head off in uh, Dawn of the Dead, and his square head. Yeah, his big square head, <laughs> um, and they're, they're they're always a fun part of uh, of any zombie film. Our uh, Day of the Dead, there's a clown. Yes, that you, there that is. You see one point up against the fence, and then later on, like right at the end, when they break into the silo, being wandering about oh. as well, and it's like, oh, <laughs> that that group of zombies on Day of the Dead that are against the fence for all that time and then they infiltrate the base it's such a we talk about an eclectic group of our punks here that is one hell of an eclectic group of zombies that's fa- yeah i can't wait till we eventually ever get onto that which we will um but we've got to obviously do it's it's superior remakes first um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i guess um after bert has uh phoned in the the zombies the, the the zombie fun we get the nuke yeah and we get the nuke the model of louisville city gets blown <laughs> up um but it comes... i think it says only four thousand people were killed yes very good, seem... i mean it is a it's a lot but it doesn't seem like very much it's really five... you know hey it's not five thousand <laughs> look at it that way i mean i'm not saying it because i wanted more not... <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I just can't, but I did kind of think only four thousand. That doesn't seem like very much. Like, I, and I just felt that like maybe this is, the, yeah, this is, this is supposed to be a bigger catastrophe than you're portraying it as, right? Uh, but yeah. oh, it's only four thousand people, which there'll be plenty yeah. more because we get full circle with um, we do the great uh, last few lines of the film when they're talking about how many deaths have occurred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, talking about how, don't worry, sir. The uh, the rain will wash away the um, 
the, the fires and the, the yeah the, the, fire, the fires the rain yeah. the rain is already put taking care the rain, of the, the rain's already taken care of <laughs> because it the, mentions it mentions that it's stinging a bit <laughs> it's been... yeah and why are we getting rain because the nuke went off which burnt the zombies which sent their their essence into the atmosphere which caused the rain to come back down yeah. and the circle just, of life is complete just again. like your primary school geography yeah. rain cycle lessons you've seen that um, poster on the wall with the circle of arrows <laughs> this film's just got a version with a <laughs> few extra zombies in it that's all oh my god um, I wonder if it has <laughs> you want to find a version now i like it though i do i mean it's 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 got a great distro this is it's got everything i want in a zombie film it ending, really, has. really it's kind of bleak because they nuke a city and nobody survives well i always like a zombie film where nobody survives i love horror film generally but i always like a zombie film where nobody survives um i like it left ambiguous at times as well yeah yeah but um, um but and then but it's also got some like class sequel baiting in there as well and yeah, yeah. it's it's a great ending. It's a great fun ending to a great fun movie. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, yeah, it, it is. And it, you're right, it does have everything. That's why I said at the beginning, it's fun. It, I don't mean fun in a funny, hilarious way. I mean, it's just an enjoyable film. You, yeah. It, it doesn't need to be... It's not my favorite horror of all time. I, I, my favorite horror of all time focuses more on the horror aspect. This, sure. this is has, does have horror aspects, but it's it's coated nicely in an enjoyable, like fun goofiness. At oh points. yeah, I mean, you know? okay, there's there's it's it's not a family friend. It's not a family. Um, um, obviously, there's there's nudity and a lot of gore in there, but it's not far off being like a gateway movie, you know, a, you know, a, a gateway movie. It's not oh, far completely, off. completely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you wanted to show it to someone, introduce someone to zombies, I think it's a great one. And if they mm -hmm. say that, I don't know if there was a cut that was a little less blood and gore, I think it's a brilliant entry. It's what actually when, uh, long, long time ago in the Dreadcast Annals and History, we did how to get into horror, and we 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 came up with a list of ten films, and we when we, we kind of categorized them into the different subgenres, and when we went for zombies, we went for Shaun of the Dead because the the comedy kind of helps uh, with the horror aspect of zombies. It kind of mm -hmm puts you at ease a bit more rather than if you are if zombies do scare you oh, it's a bit intense for me okay we've got a bit of the fun side to help you know i'm, I'm okay now i'm yeah I'm at ease. i think maybe Shaun of the dead the horror is a little bit more uh it's a it's just a bit better it's generally it's, i think yeah, it's just very much it's, so, it's yeah. more it's more well considered it's presented better um Whereas yeah. obviously Return of the Living Dead is a comedy horror, yeah. but it's not like it, it's not as, it's not funny in the same way that Shaun of the Dead's funny. Like I don't feel like there are as many like deliberate gags. You know what I mean? There's stuff that's just kind of funny because it's a bit cheesy, I suppose. Whereas there are more like this is a joke in yes uh, in Shaun of the Dead. 
Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, it's a good a good pick. But I think this would work equally as well. Yeah, I, I agree, and I'm, I'm annoyed at myself. I hadn't thought of it at the time, but I, I think it is. I think it's yeah, I, it's enjoyable fun. It's what it is. And, well, uh, I, I was I was really looking forward to watching it uh, because you know the I'm I'm pretty sure I've showed it off before, but the um, my favorite horror movie book or books, so. that yeah, I've got. Uh, and it's various it's various people in the horror industry or oh, genre yeah, movie yeah. directors talking about their favorite films well this not not living dead return of the living dead crops up quite a lot i think that there's at least three or four people in i've got the first two volumes of that by the way and i think at least three or four people talk about it like it's and it's like i say i've seen it mentioned in a ton of documentaries and stuff it's a very obviously well-liked cult classic yeah um like movie so i was looking forward to seeing it again in inverted commas because i don't remember really watching it um i'm glad you didn't i'm glad you just, didn't remember it like you got a kind yeah, of fresh yeah. experience with it like I, I could say i think the the scenes that i remember the most were like maybe that first i, I remember like the, the gas scene i think that's what i remembered the most was i, I remember that and then maybe and the paramedics bit but like i said there's a lot yeah. of like, famous scenes that crop up a lot um but yeah i was i was i was looking forward to watching it because i i recently read and seen a lot of other people talking about their love for it um and i wanted to you know to see it for that for that reason did it grab me as much probably not but a lot of these people were talking about how they watched it at a young age and it was one of the it was one of their first films that they saw yeah um and I can totally see why it has cult classic status, and I'd definitely watch it again. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think I've got enough history with it for it to be like, yeah, 100% with you, one of my favorite evers, but definitely would watch it again, 100%. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really glad you enjoyed it because I, I, I highly recommend this to anyone who's never seen it. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe we should always do recommended before we've discussed the whole film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if let's just say you like to start podcasts at the one hour, 50 minute mark. And um, <laughs> yeah, I would say highly recommend Return of the Living Dead. Go watch it. Don't be spoiled. Just go have fun. It's like an hour and a half. Just enjoy. I mean, fun. It's, it's one of those that I don't think it can be spoiled. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I could, I could quite have, if I, if I'd not, if I'd not watched it, I could have quite happily had a full conversation, and then, and then gone on to watch it. You know, yeah. I could, I could have talked to you about it for a couple of hours, as we do, just purely on the bits and pieces that I'd seen or half remembered, and then happily go and watch it. Like I don't, it's not doing anything. There's no like big twist. I mean, I think really. More. Uh, this is just my personal opinion, but because I'm not a huge, I'm not that fussy about spoilers generally, unless yeah. it's a huge plot twist, yeah, um, or something really clever like like that. Then I've got no qualms about anybody telling me the entire plot of a movie, and I'll go and watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, there's really nothing like that 
in this where you're gonna be like oh i didn't see that coming oh you spoiled that for me beforehand. you know it's, you're right there's no big twists that you yeah it, it, don't it's be a fun schlocky by. 80s kind of camp kind of punk very horror punk. film yeah uh, right well yeah very um <laughs> you know and if and if that sounds like it's appealing then yeah go and watch it it doesn't matter that we've we've, we've skipped through the plot for you yeah. because it's not great expectations so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah, not a piece yeah, of yeah. like zombie with brains being eaten and a naked girl dancing on a tombstone um just uh just um just one thing uh there we go what is <laughs> oh dear that, that my friend is the original cadaver yeah that is not good <laughs> It looks. I thought it was like some sort of vegetable. Yeah, like it's some, um, it's something else. Uh, that is, I, <laughs> it's like a little like pea pod man. It's fucking hilarious. And I also on my travels um, along the internet, I found this. Which I, again, all this, all these things, folks, um, the audio listeners, uh, they are up on the YouTube video. Uh, they're just uh, bits to do with the film that I'll pull up, and for YouTube listeners, I found this kind of alluding to what we were talking about earlier about the sort of timeline uni- weird universe that all these films sort of fit in and someone oh, has done okay. a really interesting uh, flowchart of how they all kind of link again very loosely okay. um, and like I said about how Dawn of the Dead is kind of the one where they all start to split off uh, you, know, you continue with George Romero you go to Fulci mm-hmm. Zombie you then go over to the remakes of Dawn of the Dead. You go over to Night, uh, Return of the Living Dead. So, oh, there it is. There it is. Um, oh wait, I thought I just saw Russo's Night of the Living Dead re-release. No, that's no Night of the Living Dead is in the middle there. If you see it, then it's yeah, yeah. Off. Russo's yeah. Living Dead series is at the bottom. So that one, um, that's that's it. Yeah, there the re-edit. That's the nineties one. So the direct sequel to that is Children of the Living Dead. Oh um, God! Which I have seen and may very well still have a copy of somewhere, and that is a film. <laughs> that is a film with zombies in it. <laughs> what I'm curious about is it. It's saying it's kind of linked to Return of the Living Dead. Um, yeah, it is loose sequel. A loose sequel. Oh, I don't know my. how. Because Russo's a fucking hack and tried to cling on to a uh, popular well, film, probably. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Um, I mean, the I mean, the cause of the zombie outbreak in that is an undead priest or a necromancer priest. Okay. It's, it's weird. It's called Abbott Hayes. I mean, He's it... kind of creepy looking. Looks a little bit like Danny Filth. Okay. <laughs> It's a, it's a pretty interesting. It's a pretty well put together flowchart mm-hmm. of the the zombie series. I mean, you've got you've got the Return of the Living Dead series, which uh, one, two, three are direct sequels, and then you've got the loose sequels, which aren't great. You've got the Night of the Living Deads. 
Oh my god! I mean, Tom Savini's remake. I really like Tom Savini's remake. Of I like Dead. Tom Savini's um, remake. Yeah, there is the other one, Night of Living Dead 3D, with Sid Haig. I never saw that, but it has got Sid Haig, so I'd give it a chance. Um, the Day of the Dead remake I saw, I think, is uh, is the one with Mina Savarian. That's the one, and Nick Cannon. Yeah, where the zombies can climb up walls and. It's it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um Zombie Zombie 2 which is again another, a whole other thing because Zombie is Zombie 2 but just labeled in different countries. Zombie 3 is really weird. Really weird. Um didn't know there was a Zombie 4 or 5. Um but Yeah, it's it's just this weird universe. Weird sort of hey, universe, but they're all but kind of connected. You know what links them all? They've all got zombies. Zombies, in. zombies in it. <laughs> there we go. What a bookend! What a bookend with that. Um, I, I just one more thing. I, in case I know I've not really said much, but I just want to get a few notes in this uh, episode. All right, Columbo, come on. Just one more. <laughs> My wife, she loves you. <laughs> I love the score to this film oh the yeah, yeah, yeah it's the soundtrack's ace the and the um do you wanna party yeah. it's so 80s it's brilliant it fits perfectly um and that th- the first one i just did brilliantly there by the way um <laughs> it is is quite a tense piece of music works with zombie film but then do you want a party it's like what zombie film does that I mean, really fit into sh- shall have you actually just have you looked in full at the soundtrack like yeah I it's think all i think all the songs have got like title have got like deadbeat dance eyes without a face <laughs> <laughs> tonight we'll make love until we die <laughs> <laughs> Trash is um, so, I mean, Surfing Dead. I mean, I, you know, the, one thing to be said is it's the cramps are on here, Straw Dogs, um, 45 damned. Grave, The Damned. Yeah. Um, they're all like, you know, known as that. I think more other than but are all sort of like known established punk bands. If you're into your, your 80s punk rock. Yeah. Like it's it's a brilliant, perfect soundtrack for you. Um, but yeah, the, the tiles, the, the, the song titles are, I mean, while keeping with the film and maybe to some extent written for the film, I want to say possibly. Potentially. Um, Yeah. mm, Uh, but yeah, they are all sort of like trashy, vaguely. Yeah. Like zombie related, like, like, like a spoof Halloween album <laughs> yeah it really is yeah you're right um it really is um yeah that was my last point um yeah i know, I've, it, I know it's I've... worth it is worth mentioning it because like i say i think for uh, and one of the comments in in one of those articles on the film was somebody that was like big into punk when they were a kid and feeling like a bit of an outcast and they felt like um return of the living dead was the horror film made for them because it had this like really strong punk aesthetic and and the soundtracks like legit punk bands making uh, you know doing their their legit music sort of thing so yeah it's all uh it's all good and 
glad that it got a little mention there because it's yeah. uh, it's a good one as far as as far as horror movie soundtrack or any movie soundtracks go. To be fair, yeah, it's uh, it's a banger. It is indeed. Um, any final thoughts? Anything else? Well, I think that about wraps it up for me. Yeah, solid. Good, good one to end on. Yeah, I love this film. I'm very happy. This is our our last little one, just for a little break, and we'll we'll be back. Which we've mentioned in the last few episodes. We will be back mid or late September. Follow the Instagram and Twitter. There's the shoehorn in the end of the uh, socials. The underscore dreadcast for all the information. We'll be back. Uh, the schedule, which I normally post out, will also be posted on the YouTube, which you can find at uh, The Dreadcast. You can find all past content in this episode, obviously. And you can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, Podcasts, Amazon, Podbean, all by searching The Dreadcast. Find all the past episodes, find last week's, which being The Exorcist, which we went for a quiet. That was a good episode as well. Um, oh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Um, yes, September. Uh, we, will, we will be back if you want to drop us another little message in the meantime our mailbag address is the dreadcastpod at gmail.com feel free to, what's uh, that you know, what's that address it is the dreadcastpod at gmail.com feel free to drop us a little review send us a little hello message make a suggestion leave some comments you know just uh yeah. just whatever whatever yeah. you want we'd love to hear from you just a few moths in, in there at the moment like share yeah tell all your friends your family and you know and keep watching the movies they keep watching the skis keep watching the skis <laughs> um <laughs> but we will be back our first film when we come back you look at me in anticipation you know i've forgotten the texas chainsaw massacre part four the oh, next yeah, generation yeah there's his happy face there's his happy what why do you keep forgetting about this amazing horror film that we're gonna be talking? i've just i've just been it's been a long couple of weeks and i watched it and i just don't want to think about it anymore aiden has <laughs> decided to leave the dreadcast after today's episode he's uh counted today's episode as the final the capping off of his tenure on this <laughs> lovely podcast and uh excuse me tom will be uh reviewing matthew mcconaughey's seminal film Text Chains Massacre Next Generation in the coming weeks. So, yeah, stay tuned, folks. And until next time, stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs>